This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Sci-Fi Saturdays Bartow. That's right. It's going to be February 21st on 2015, so that's next year coming up. So mark your calendars mark now. Mark it now. 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. That's right. There's going to be sci-fi vendors, costume contests, music, food, and family fun. Free for all ages. A life-size TARDIS, yo. A life-size TARDIS is going to be there. Also, a life-size Cylon battleship from the original 1970s Battlestar Galactica. It's going to be a lot of fun for you and the whole family. And on top of that, they're showing Star Trek IV, The Voyage Voyage Home, Home. on the two, count them, two-story theater wall. So it's going to be awesome. Come out and bring your friends and tell them that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course I have... Deuce, what's going on, man? What's going on, Deuce? Of course, this is the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And of course, uh, every episode of the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the good old... Deuce salute. The happy Deuce salute. Give me one second here so I can enjoy this. Mm, That is smoother than a fresh jar skippy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you weren't a crunchy kid, huh? Oh, I was not a crunchy kid. I was only smooth peanut butter. And we we got Jiffy at our house. <laughs> yeah. We had Peter Pan growing up. Oh, man, no. Jiff, Jiffy was the cheap shit. It was either that or yeah. like Winn-Dixie brand. <laughs> <laughs> so, Deuce, what have you been playing lately? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I've been playing Far Cry 4. Like man. It's going out of style. I just downloaded the Resident Evil. The Resident Evil. Okay, let's let's preface our comments here. Yeah. It's the Resident Evil remake from the 2002 GameCube remake. So it's like a yeah. remake of a remake, and it just got launched for the uh, current gen consoles. And uh, we did a little preview on it a few episodes ago, but it looks fantastic. It does, and I'll tell you what the coolest thing was in in the pre-show meeting. Kind of pull the curtain back a little bit for you guys. I was telling Johnny how cool it was. I went and I bought the game because I saw it, and I was like, you know, I I know I want it. I'll go ahead and buy it. Because it was the weekend, I had time. So I bought it, and it automatically downloaded. And then when it downloaded, it put the little square on my menu where a video game normally is. And it's got the logo and everything. And underneath it, it's got a a countdown timer so you can see when the game is actually going to be playable. And I'm like, that's really cool. So like all weekend when I was playing Far Cry 4 and watching football and stuff, like I could look at it and it would tell me, you know, how much time until I could actually play it, and it's it's downloaded. So you know, I mean, I wasn't up at midnight on Tuesday, so Wednesday it was good to get like I could start playing it, which I thought was awesome. So that was your first time preloading a game. That was my first time ever preloading a game and buying a game. I guess preordering or preloading. Yeah, the, preloading. The, yeah, yeah. preloading a game where I bought it before it came out, so it could load on the machine. I mean, I've gone to like GameStop and Best Buy and pre-order games before when they came on disc but never when it was something digital so that was like a first for me and i thought it was pretty cool well i mean i think that's the wave of the future i think that's where we're going yeah um, as much as can... i hate it because i like digital media so do i or, we're the last digital media the i tangible like the hard media. where yeah. i can touch it yeah, yeah. We're, we're the last generation that's really that really appreciates the tangible media you know like i always make yeah. the same joke all the time when i'm talking to my friends hey you want to want to see my uh album collection 
yeah. clicks, double clicks on computer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, you, and the problem with digital, there's pros and cons to it. But my big pet pet peeves is the fact that you can't really show anybody. It's just kind of like there. Yeah. And sometimes you forget what you have because you're not. And you also have no value. Cause no value. At least if I can touch it, there's a value because like lately I've been like scoping out like used video game mom and pop stores because like I want to get a Super Nintendo. I want to get a Nintendo 64. I want to get these old games. So you kind of got to peruse these different mom and pop shops that still carry stuff like that. And the thing that scares me, I don't think it'll happen this generation, but by the next generation of systems, they might go completely where you get a system, it's got some stupid, crazy hard drive on it, and you don't even buy games like go to Best Buy and get it on a disc. You just download everything. It makes sense, though. Think about it, Deuce. I mean, any way a company can cut costs, they're going to cut costs. Yeah. Think about it. GameStop and all these companies, unless they would just go under, because think about oh, it. Yeah. They wouldn't be able, they're not selling a tangible product anymore, and people aren't going to need to drive to the stores anymore yeah. when you can just go right to the PlayStation Network or the Xbox um, Live and yeah. just go there and download what you want. Day one. Yeah. And like you said, GameStop would totally go under because that's the thing. Because, you know, being in the industry for as long as I was, GameStop lives and dies with games. So if games go the way of the Dodo, they're done unless they completely change their model and turn themselves almost to a mom and pop well, they shop were, where they get really old things like, you know, and just do that. But I doubt it. They're I, pretty much going to be like a pawn shop, I think, because they're, they're, t- they're already taking in like electronics and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, which so. is weird because, I mean, every once in a while, like I, I've told this on, on other episodes we've done on my lunch break sometimes i'll go to gamestop because it's like you know what i gotta kill an hour and even though i like hanging out in the office and talking to the girls like i just want to get out of there sometimes you know and it gives me a cool place i can hang out and i don't feel like a weirdo (laughs) unlike when i'm walking around lowe's or walmart aimlessly so you know i'll go there and i'll look at stuff and last time i was there they've got like ipods and ipads and oh yeah all this electronic crap and i'm like and I even asked the girl who's the, the manager at the one close to me. I was like, hey, you know, what's going on with this? And she's like, yeah, that happened like two years ago. We're starting to take in like iPhones on trade, iPads on trade, uh, iPods, iPads, iPhones. Um, they even had Android phones. They had like everything pretty much electronic. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, we're taking them on trade now. And trust me, she did not seem enthused at all. Like, she's just like, this is a giant pain in the ass. Well, A, you wonder how much profit they're actually making off these sales. I don't know, man. They make a hell of a profit on the used video games. So, and plus, when I asked, like, what they were giving for stuff, they were giving you, like, nothing for trade. So, it was like, oh, you got the new iPhone 5? Okay, we'll give you 60 bucks for it. And they were turning around and selling it for, like, 250 So, I mean... If they can move one, they're making a hell of a profit. But I asked her, I said, how many of these have you moved? And she's like, "Those are, it's the same ones we've had since we, we well, got it. It's all about educating the market because yeah. no one knows. The average consumer doesn't know. No, we you do. Because, yeah. you know, people that are, those of you that are listening to the podcast, I would like to assume that you're in the know, you're in the now about this technology stuff. Well, you're it, tech people. You're yeah. gamers, and you, you're kind of in the know now. Right. Even though I'm a ga- gamer... I would say I'm pretty dumb when it comes to a lot of this stuff because Johnny will be the first one to admit he's got to bring me up to speed a lot of times with this tech stuff because, man, I'm just an old neck from Polk County. I don't get all this shit all the time, and he's got to get me up and with it. But, you know, I, I could see for, you know, a lot of people that aren't, like, hardcore gamers or really big tech people not knowing that they could go there and get a used phone because, actually, that's where I sent one of my girls from the office. Their kid broke their phone. I said, hey, before you go... 
you know, see what AT&T is going to do for you, but then go down to GameStop and check it out. I said, just see. I mean, it's not going to hurt you any just to ask what they've got and what the prices are. Yeah. And she looked around and priced a couple different things. I mean, she ended up going a different way, but I was like, well, you know, and she's like, I didn't even know they had phones. And I'm like, well, most people don't, but. I mean, I think it's, like I said, it's going to end up being more of like a glorified pawn shop. Nothing against pawn shop if you own no, a pawn no, no, shop no, no. or, or that's your business. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, but I know people that own pawn shops and yeah. whatnot, and it is a very difficult business because yeah. you ha- you have a lot of things you have to go through and checklists and protocol you have to make. You know, Especially to make sure. when you're working with the, pl- with the sheriff's department. Exactly. You're working with your, your local police agencies because you got to check all the time to make sure the stuff isn't stolen. And, you know, I, I've heard stories from people that work at GameStop and places like that. You know, it's just a giant a pain in the butt because if people trade stuff in, you got to fill out all this paperwork. You've got to give it to the sheriff's office. And then, God forbid, if it does come up stolen, then they take all your inventory away. And no offense, you're out that money. If I'm GameStop and you traded in $100 worth of stuff to me, I gave you $100 worth of store credit. You went and bought some games, left. Cool. Well, now the cops come in and be like, whoa, 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 all that stuff's stolen. They take the stuff into evidence. I now I'm out a hundred bucks because it's like, well, you know. And then GameStop as a company has to go get that hundred bucks back in damages from the person who stole the stuff. So now you got another suit on top of the suit they already got and all that other stuff. But it's a giant pain in the ass. And I, like I get it. And personally, if I was the owner of GameStop, if it looked like we were going the way of pawn shops, I'd either sell my business or just cash out and be like, all right, we had a good run, guys, and just shut it down. Well, I mean, I think be- people like Best Buy, yeah. you know. Um, Best Buy is still, even if the video games do go the way of the Dodo, where there's not like People still buy disc, TVs. They still TVs, buy all this other stuff. Hell, I was in there today. They got TVs. They've got, you know, cell phones. They've got movies, CDs, uh, you know, uh, washer and dryers and refrigerators and shit. I mean, they've got other things they can sell you besides video games. So if they lose the video games, it's not going to be that much sweat off their back. But GameStop... That's it. That's all they got is games. So once you lose that, they're done. Because, hell, they at least used to have the movie stops back in the day, but I don't even know if they still there's, have those. There's one left in Orlando. Is there? Yeah, oh yeah. I've, okay. I've been there before, and when you go in there, it's kind of sad. It's like, it's it's always like that meme you see online about Blockbuster. You see, is it really? You know how, like, a Blockbuster, where there's like this, you see this meme where it's like this picture of, like, I found an ancient artifact and whatever. Yeah, and it's, and a it, it's a blockbuster video. Blockbuster card, video. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, you know, I think Movie Stop's kind of the same thing because it's it's tough because I, yeah. with Netflix, Netflix killed all that. I yeah. mean, Netflix was the king. They, they they did it right and they did it perfectly. Yeah. But the way we're the way we're consuming media is changing every oh, single so day. So different, and people don't like. People really don't buy tangible media. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Until Guardians of the Galaxy came out on Blu-ray. The last Blu-ray I bought was Avengers, which was, what, like two years ago? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, literally, I will only buy a Blu-ray if I'm like, I really, really love that movie, and I'm probably going to watch it more than twice, which Guardians of the Galaxy I was that way with. That and I'm just a weirdo. I have a rule. If I go and I see a movie in a theater and I really love it, instead of going and seeing a theater a second time, I'm like, look, I'm going to save that money, and then I'll buy it on Blu-ray. And that's my reward for not going and seeing it in a theater a second time. So... Well, I that's my thing. My my uh, bellwether, so to speak, is that I if I really like a movie, it's it, my basis on if I'm going to own it 
yeah. eventually. Because yeah. not that you can't like a movie and just see it one time. Because some movies you just watch it once and you're yeah. like, all right, I'm done. I, I, it was good. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. But some movies are so intriguing to me, like I have to, you know, own it and watch it again. Like Pacific Rim was one of those movies where I was like blown away. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this movie is fantastic. And there's so many little nuances and little things, you know, in there. Um, yeah. Guillermo del Toro, of course, if you guys haven't seen Pacific Rim, there's a rec- uh, two thumbs up from the uh, Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce. Oh, excellent movie. Definitely, it's so so good. And see, and the thing is, you're right about the nuances because I don't know what's happened, but it's kind of made this renaissance at the gym at Gold's because we've got a cardio cinema works for you guys at home. It's this giant like indoor movie theater. But instead of seats, you've got all your elliptical machines and your bikes and your your running machines. So you can go and exercise in there. Well, I swear to God, they've got Pacific Rim on there every other week. Like, I would say at least twice a month that movie plays. And whenever it plays, I go right in the cardio cinema and do my workout. And you're right. Every single time I watch that movie, I see something I didn't see the first time. Or there's a little nuance. Or there's like, oh my goodness, I didn't see that little symbol on that particular, uh, you know... Uh, not the armor, kite, armor yeah. of the of the mech, right. you know, and all that stuff. So I mean, it's it's really really cool. Yeah, so definitely is a movie that you guys definitely check out. Um, we we definitely love we love television and movies oh um, with the happy God. hour with Johnny yeah, Deuce. Do. That's like our thing. And uh, you'll be hearing more about TV because Deuce and I, are, you might even hear it in this episode. I don't know yet, but w- w- there's a lot of ideas rolling around in my head. This is kind of like one of those more impromptu lightning round episodes where I'm yeah. just like I'm just gonna fire all these ideas out. And uh, so we appreciate you listening, of course. But we mentioned earlier about downloadable games. Right? Yeah. This is the first time you preloaded a game. I haven't ever done it actually yet. I've wow. downloaded. I've done a regular. I figured, I figured you, if anybody had done it, it'd been you by now. No, I've never preloaded a game because I didn't see the incentive of why you needed to preload it. Because like in your case, you didn't even play it at midnight, so yeah. it didn't matter. It, yeah, it really didn't. To unless be honest, there's like I still a haven't played it yet. Unless there's like a pre-order bonus, or if there's a sort of incentive they give you for downloading preloading it early and which that's probably yeah. what's going to end up happening because think about it in the future if Sony yeah. goes hey you can buy you can buy let's say uh, Bloodborne coming out um, well let me tell you the pre-order bonus they were doing when I downloaded Resident Evil because I actually thought about it for half a second if you downloaded 1880 the order um, you got a theme like right then as soon as you downloaded it you got a theme uh, and I think you got the soundtrack, and you, it, right then you got both. And then when you got the game, you got the game, and then you got whatever the pre-order bonus was, which you would have gotten like if you pre-ordered GameStop or the, uh, Best Buy or whatever. And I was like, well, wow, that's really cool. And for like half a second there, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Because the only thing that's really you know f- flipping my skirt is the uh, the the theme. I said, let me go see how much it is. I was like two bucks. I was like, you know what? I'll I'll just go pre-order at a store, and then you know, because I want the disc. Because you know how I am and how much a weirdo I am about having the actual physical disc well, and the package. I, I'm there with you, but the the only thing that um, is different for you is because you want to sell that. You want to sell it. That's the one of the yeah. main reasons that you still have tangible video games, correct? Yeah. yeah. Unless it's something you want to collect. Obviously, yeah. Deuce and I are collectors. We love collecting things. Yeah. Um, you know, you should see Deuce's office. is insane. Yeah. Uh, he's got all kinds of stuff in there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, you're right. You made a point earlier. When something's digital, there's no intrinsic value to it because I can't sell no. you a, a game I bought digitally. I can't yeah. sell that. Once I buy it, that's it. Yeah, they have my money. No one else is going to see that money. Exactly. So, and I uh, think that's what kind of pissed me off too, because 
Like, I went ahead and preloaded it this past weekend. Well, I come Monday, I'm looking on Kutaku, and I see because of the outages for Christmas, they're giving a 10% bonus to any purchases for the next week. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, if I had waited, you know, two or three more days, I could have gotten 10% off my game. Which, don't get me wrong, it's only $2. But still, that's $2. Like, I could have used that $2 and went and bought that theme for eighteen eighty. you know, the order. Or something else, you know. Do you know what the number one downloaded game on the PS4 was in 2014? I'm going to say it's Destiny. It was. Was it really? Destiny, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because uh, they have something called the NPD reports, but those are reports of sales, but those are yeah. only hard hard copies. Yeah. They don't do the the digital copies. And Destiny just sold like crazy. Good. And it makes sense. You know, a lot of, a lot of pre-order bonuses and everything they were doing. And I wonder how many of those actually preloaded the game. So I'm curious to see if any of you actually bought Destiny on the PS4. Did you preload? Or was the option even available? I think it was. I think you were kind of playing around I with that option. I think it was. But I tell you what, hit us up on our Twitter account at HH Podcast Show because we would like to hear from some of you guys if you did preload Destiny and if you bought Destiny digitally because we're huge fans of, of Destiny. I got the Legendary Edition. I know you got the, the regular because it took you a hot minute to grab yeah, it. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. And I'm still having fun with Destiny. And I'll tell you what, I think the reason, in my opinion, that it was a number one downloaded game is it's like, look, I got 60 bucks. I can buy one game. What's going to get me the most time? Destiny. Dead. Oh my God! You can plug the two so, of us yeah. have logged over 100 hours into that easy. Oh, easy, so, and, easy. Uh, it, we're still. I'm. I. I actually. It's one of those things where it's like comfort food for me now. Because like, yeah. if I, I have nothing to play or I'm bored, I'll just go to the crucible and and chuck out a couple of hours, and I'm yeah. like, it's fun. I have a good time. And I think that's why people love the game is because it's just it's just fun, man. Like, nothing mind blowing. It's not no. really going to win any awards. It's not going to reinvent the wheel. No, but it's a good good time. So we're going to take a small break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Nintendo. And we're back with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. So, Johnny, tell me what's going on with Nintendo and these goddamn amiibos. Dude. I have a, I have a, uh, I have a. I have you have a, an addiction. I have a sickness. <laughs> you do. We're yeah. gonna start taking you to meetings, bro. Yeah, I I have a fever. <laughs> it requires more amiibo, and uh, I don't, know, man. The problem, if you guys don't know, we talked about this in a couple episodes ago, but the amiibo are these small little action figures that Nintendo's created that have a micro, a small micro chip in there, an NFC chip, a near-field communication chip that will sync with your Wii U and all that, and soon to be your 3DS. So, anyways, that, they're really, really cool. Um, I love it. I use it all the time. But they have, they're coming out, they're wanting to do a Smash version, right? Where yeah. there's 49 Smash characters, right? Holy shit, they want to make an amiibo of each of the 49? They want, that's the plan. They want to make one for each. So, Holy but they didn't unlock. They but they don't want to unlock them all at the same time. No, well that's smart. So they did like a wave one, which had your basics. You had your Mario, your D- Donkey Kong, your Zelda, your Peach. You know all the basics. Yeah. That came out like there was like eight, I think, and they were gonna unlaunch one, and I think it was in January or end of December, uh, another wave, yeah. um, which had your, what was it? I think it was like Little Mac and um, Pit and. 
couple others, but they were going to have like a, a Captain Falcon and all yeah. that. They were going to have all these, and they were going to come out in waves. Well, what happened was there was this guy on the internet. He went out and bought like 20 Captain Falcons. Okay. And no one could find Captain Falcons because he bought like tons of them. And he even sent pictures like, yeah, I bought all the Marths because Marth was like really rare. Yeah. That and We Fit Trainer and uh, Villager of the first set, those are really rare. They're hard to find in America, that is. So he, the same guy had bought in all like t- 30 Marths and like yeah. 20 Villagers and We Fit Trainers. So now he's like hiking them on on eBay, yeah, selling them for what a grand a piece or something stupid. I don't know what the I I think there were a few hundred bucks, but I was just like, God, man, like people that are desperate, like me. Yeah. There's been a few times where I'm like, uh, add to wish list. I'm like, oh man, but I wouldn't pay three hundred bucks, but like thirty bucks, I I wouldn't uh, yeah. if it was something rare that I couldn't find. But uh, my wife pretty much told me she goes, the next wave that comes out, you can only buy two, and I go, okay. Um, Mega Man and Sonic, and I was like, "All right," because they're classic characters and stuff. And she she, she wants two. She wants she? a couple as well. She wants uh, she, her main in in um, Smash Brothers is Ganondorf, so she wants a Ganondorf. Of course, my main is Kirby, so I already have one of Kirby. That was my first amiibo that I bought was a Kirby. But I also want Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong just came out, uh, and Diddy Kong is a, like a secondary character that I play as. But anyways, amiibos are pretty much became the new the craze like the holiday yeah. craze like people couldn't find them nintendo wasn't stocking them fast enough yeah. and then they had certain ones that you couldn't get yeah. you know like the ones i mentioned earlier and then there's another wave coming out and then another wave announced yeah. and then another wave after that so it's like i don't know how nintendo can do this uh practically because you think about it you only have so much shelf space right right people are going to know who mario and yoshi are and you know yeah, but luigi know who marth is they don't know yes. who so what are they going to do? Because you said you went to a Best Buy and you saw there was a whole Holy bunch, crap, but they were probably guys, all yeah. the standard guys. Probably I didn't. St- uh, they were. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, because you've, I, I actually know more about amiibos than I probably should. But like you've shown me, and like <coughs> they had most of like the first wave stuff. They had the Mario and the, the you know all the other ones that Kirby, the ones that I know of. So I was like, oh okay. But I mean, it was huge. Like between. Oh, what are those stupid things called? Skylanders and Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity, the Marvel Infinity now, and the Amiibos. That bitch took up probably a good 20 to 50 feet of wall space. Easily. I mean, it was a yeah. whole back wall. And even you were like, because I told you I was going to Best Buy to, to reserve Evolve and 1880 The Order. And you're like, hey, bro, do me a favor. Go look at the Amiibos. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I looked around, and I didn't see any of the ones you were looking for. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's kind of getting to be that way where it's like, hey, if you go in a toy store like a Walmart or a, hey, Target, look, yeah. see what they've got and, you know, what's the short list. I've I've actually got a note file with the list now of the ones you want so I can hit it yeah. when I go into a toy store and be like, nope, nope, okay, nope. And go. It's funny. I, I was over in... I was over in Orlando getting my hair cut by um, Nikki Cleveland, Marcus's beautiful wife, and she uh, she gave me a haircut and I was like, all right, what's nearby? And the first thing that came to my mind, oh, there's a GameStop next to her shop. There's a Walmart next to her shop. I was like, I'm going to go in there. And so guess what little old Johnny did? Yeah, he walked in there, went to the Amiibo section, saw that he had everything that was there, walked right back out, went to Walmart next door, walked straight to the electronics section, walked around. I have all those. I walked back out. It's like it's like an obsession. I'm like, but but the thing is, it's not like, I've dropped a lot of money. I've only paid regular price for these yeah, so you, far. It's not like you're going on eBay and like finding the rares and paying. I keep 50 an bucks eye on it. There's a website called nounstock.com or .net. Yeah. 
and you can some people have it set up for certain items. Back when the PS4 was really hard to find, there was a now in stock dot oh, yeah, com yeah. forward slash PS4. Yeah. It would have like all the that major. That's how you found yours. That's wasn't how it? I found mine. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, they found I found mine because they had a guy that had one at uh, Kmart. And no one thinks about electronics when it comes to Kmart. Yeah. And uh, it was the day after Christmas a year ago, and I was, you know, a Christmas miracle. There's no way I was going to get one a day after Christmas. You, you could call that a blue light special. A blue light special. <laughs> oh, yeah. High five. Uh, so, but yeah, nowinstock.com has like a listing, and I keep looking, and everything's sold out, sold out, sold out. Amazon, Best Buy, Target, Walmart.com, GameStop, all of the websites, and the basics are still there. Yeah. So I just don't know what Nintendo's going to do. Uh, I, I, cause it's not that I'm gonna, I, I know it's gonna be very difficult for me to collect every single one, yeah. and I don't know if I'm going in to collect every single one, but I do want to own a bunch because I love Nintendo. We talked about this in that yeah. Nintendo episode. Nintendo You're is a huge Nintendo fan. We're a huge Nintendo fanboys. Nintendo is pumping through our blood. Our, you know what I mean. We love Nintendo. It's in our DNA. It is. It is. It is. And Nintendo pretty much started it all for me. You know, I'm mean, of course I played Atari and all these other systems and whatnot, but Nintendo was the system that, that really was the first system I ever owned was a, a Nintendo because the only other system in the house was a really old Atari and it was my brother's and I mean I played it a little bit, but when I got that Nintendo it opened up my world and I think, you know, we had an episode where you said the same thing when you got that original eight bit original N E S like that, like poof, your yep. whole world exploded. It catapulted us into, you know, becoming quote unquote gamers, as yeah. they, uh, people say. But, uh, and that's what's so intriguing to me. And you and I were talking about different shops that sell like their retro systems yeah. and whatnot. And I traded in my Nintendo 64 to get a PS1. I did too. So it's like the part of me, like the gamer in me, is like, God, I should go and get it. Because what I want to end up doing in here, Deuce, yeah. in our studio, once we start getting our camera action going, I want to have a TV set up with retro systems and having us play some do like yeah. maybe like a let's play or something yeah. you know with the happy hour that'd sure. be really really fun and so that's like kind of like the vision that we want to do uh just because we love digging around and drinking uh beers and playing and video playing games. video games nothing and beats that yeah and I, i'll tell you what and i swear I, I can't i haven't figured out just yet if it's just because i'm becoming an old fart or what but like i love dicking around playing old video games like i went to a buddy's house a few weeks ago and he had a Super Nintendo, and it was actually hooked up to his TV, and it was like a big 60-inch flat screen, and he had that up converter thing that we've been talking about. It's like 50 bucks. You plug in your TV. You plug your system into it. And I said, dude, can we play? He's like, sure, man. Dude, we spent like three fucking hours playing like Super Mario World, uh, Pilot Wings. We even played the Super Star Wars. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of – I just went through all of his games, and we played each one like 30 minutes. I mean, we didn't stay on anything long, but like we saw, oh Donkey Kong. Oh crap, Donkey Kong Country. Awesome. Yeah, and The Killer Instinct. I mean, yep. we just sat there and played and played and I was like, "Damn, man, I haven't had this much fun in a while." And I know it sounds stupid to say and it, I'm a lot of it's probably nostalgia factor f for our listeners out there because of how old we are. You know, that kind of hits our sweet spot because I got my Super Nintendo when I was like in middle school and it got me through, I'd say, beginning of high school ish. Because I didn't get my PS1 until I was like in 10th grade. Does that sound about right? And then I got my 64 when I was like, actually, no, I got my 64 when I was a freshman in college and I got my PS2 a year later because my dorm, well, I shouldn't say dorm, the apartment I had was the gaming apartment because everybody come and we play grand theft auto we play mario kart we just screw around dick around nothing looks prettier than 
looking at an old system, and we talked about this before, yeah. is like, you, you know, Mario 64 does not look very pretty because it was back when the pixels, they were trying to learn the pixel density, yeah, yeah. you know, and how to do that environment. And But you go back and look at Super Mario Brothers 3 or something, it looks beautiful still. The sprites, yeah. it looks gorgeous. Like, there's, there's, it's just the flat 2D panel, but it looks fantastic still. This is 2015, and we're talking about a games that were 30 yeah. years old, and it's, it's insane how for, pretty they look. For me, I think I've personally kind of figured it out. Um, anything that's like original Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, all looks great. Once you kind of start jumping to kind of that next gen is when it falls off because one of the things I've been looking at is I really, really want to get, um, I want to get a Sega Genesis, I want to get the 32X, and I want to get the Sega CD. But one of the things I really want to get, and you're going to love this too, and we're going to have a let's play this or whatever they call those things when I get it, is a Star Wars for 32X. Nice. Because for me... I never got to play it. I never did either. And for me, that That'd was like cool. when I saw it, it was like as a child, there, I shouldn't say child, I was in middle school, but there was nothing I wanted more, but I didn't have that kind of money back then. Right. And well, it's that expendable income. Yeah. Back when you were a kid, you know, you, you don't didn't have any. You don't have any, and when you did have it, you wanted to go blow it immediately. You didn't understand the value of a dollar. Yeah. So, like, oh, I got five bucks, I'm going to blow it on candy. You didn't yeah. really understand what, yeah. what you money know. was. But, like, now that I'm older, like, it was actually funny, and, and I kicked myself that I got rid of it. But about, I want to say it was three or four years ago when I got on this big nostalgia kick and I actually got a Super Nintendo and I got a bunch of games for it. I even got the Scoop, Super Scope 6. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> now here's a really go old school. I got a Jaguar. And I had a Jaguar and Alien vs. Predator and like a bunch of games for the Jaguar. And I ended up playing them. And I had fun with them. But like an idiot. Like I had just bought a new house. And I was in the new house. And I didn't have any furniture. I'm like, okay, what do I got around here I can sell? And I was like, okay, I'm going to sell this stuff so I can, you know, get something besides dude the old house you, you never got to see it well you've been to my house but when i first moved in all i had was a flat screen tv i had three lawn chairs and a cooler that was it that was all the furniture i had i didn't have a kitchen table i didn't have a fucking couch i had nothing <laughs> so it's like what could i sell and i sold all that made a shit ton of money on it i ended up selling it to some guy in iraq the fucking Jaguar and all the games and made like wow. $450 off Dang, it. Dang, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, because I had the original box. Like, I had the original box. I had everything the Jaguar came in. I had the original well, book, all see, that shit. that's what I do now. My wife doesn't understand why I keep it. If you go and look in that closet there. Yeah. You've uh, got all your boxes. I have all my boxes in there. And it's like, my wife's like, why do you do that? I said, dude, if I ever want to resell this stuff, double the amount. It's d yeah. worth double the amount if you have the box, yeah. you know, and... I, that's for my thing. I, I kick myself in the butt because, a my NES broke. So back in the day, my my parents go, oh well, we'll just throw this out and we'll get you the Super Nintendo. And that's what they did. They just threw it out like, like it was a broken yeah. vacuum cleaner. And I, and at the time, I was like, I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, boy, do I miss my Nintendo, my original Nintendo. That's a funny story because see, when I was a kid, my Nintendo broke. Well, my mom was like, no, it cost too much to buy this thing. So. What they did is they searched and searched, and we found out in Lake Wales there was this guy that was a certified Nintendo licensed repair repair guy. Yeah. Yep. So we took it to him, and he repaired it. And like I went to, I remember going in a store, and it was like Nirvana because he had like all these Nintendos, all these games he was fixing because he could fix games too, which I didn't even know you could do. Yeah. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I think a lot of it had to do with him just well 
not welding. I don't know what you call it. Soldering. Soldering. Yeah. Shit back together. But like it blew my mind. But anyway, long story short, he fixed it and I got it back. And uh, thank God. I mean, I ended up getting rid of it and I, it does break my heart. But it's one of those things like you can book it. You can write it down. I'm getting original Nintendo, Super Nintendo 64. And that Sega Genesis with the Sega CD and third 2X. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen a year from now. But within the next five years, that shit's going to be at my house. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, Kyle and I have kind of had this resurgence. So it's like all the stuff we didn't get to buy as kids. We now as adults are like, hey, we have expendable income, you know. Not as much now because I have kids. But, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in. I'm going to buy a 64 because I traded traded mine in like an idiot. I'm going to buy an NES again. I have a Super NES that works. I just don't have the cable that hooks up to the TV, so I got to get that. So I have my I have my controllers and all my games and all that. So I actually kept my Super Nintendo pretty well made. Uh, my original Game Boy yeah. died on me, it, and, it, and then like the back cover came off, and all this stuff is weird. The battery plate like corroded or whatever, so that died on me. Uh, so I kind of want to go back, and you know. My my Sega sold to my cousin. I'm like, dude, yeah. well, I don't know why I did all this as a person. Yeah. I don't get this. Like yeah. my, I wish now I regret it, of course. But now I'm gonna kind of go back and and rebuy the systems because I mean that's kind of like, yeah, I want to do that. It'd be well, fun. I'm gonna let Johnny speak for himself, but uh, I have a lot of disposable income. So if there's anybody out there that runs like a mom and pop video game store that wants to hook us up or maybe wants to come on as sponsors, uh, we'll we'll work with you, man, because. I'm telling you, there's a lot of video games I'm looking into getting. There's a lot of old school systems I want. I'm a, I'm I'm a whale, as you call it in the uh, if you don't know about the uh, 401k world or the world of stocks and bonds. The guy that's got a lot of money, they call him a whale. I'm a whale when it comes to a used video game store. And if you've got a mom and pop joint, you need to get this fish on the hook because trust me, I I will be just throwing money at you at the systems I it's want. It's that whole meme that Frylock. Uh, from uh, Futurama. Give me yeah. your money. Give me Yeah. Me. Shut up and take my money. Shut up like, and take my money. That's what yeah. I'm telling you right now. Shut up and take my money. Like yep. the first the first used video game store that could probably hit us up at either at all things deuce or at a HH podcast show or hit us up on Facebook that I can talk to, they can give us a good deal. Man, let me tell you what, because I'm I'm ready to drop money. Like Yeah, and if you scratch our back, we scratch your back. Exactly. That's kinda the way we look at it. You yeah, know? it is exactly the way we look at it. And I we'll be telling everybody about your shop. Oh, everybody. Everybody and their brother. And this gets hit to thousands of people, of people uh, a week or an yeah. episode. So like you it's gonna be spread to the uh, the world. To the masses. Because, Deuce, we have a very special announcement. We do. I will let you do the honors in this one, John. Yes. Uh we're very happy to know, and you're probably listening to us on it now. We are pro unlimited podcasters on SoundCloud. Yes, sir. So, uh, we're very, very excited about that. And so, if you didn't know, we're going to be slowly transitioning from Podomatic to SoundCloud because yeah. SoundCloud, A, is easier to use. You don't have bandwidth issues and download issues. Also, the app is really nice and clean. You and I downloaded yeah. the app, but you can download from the app. You can listen to stuff from the app. I've had friends tell me it works really nice. And uh, it syncs up to your iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff as well, so we don't lose any of that content. But uh, we love it so far. But the fact that they were like, "Hey, yeah," and it's a and there's a thing is like it's an approval process. Like yeah. you don't just go, "Hey, I want to be a podcaster on SoundCloud." You got to get approved. You have to go through a questionnaire a form. Yeah. They ask you questions and all this stuff, and they have to, you know, it's not that easy. So we were very happy, um, you know, to be able to be put on there. So uh, yeah, so. Man, hit Exciting. us up. And also on top of that, we want to say one thing too besides how awesome that news is. Thank you to our fans who got us here. 
Oh yeah. A, a quick apology to anybody within the past week or two that's had problems listening to us because we have been through this kind of weird transition where we're switching from Podomatic to SoundCloud yep. and some of the stuff's changing. So if you're like, oh man, I wanted to hear my boys this week or hey, I had to wait a couple days for the new episode because right. I couldn't hear it. Man, we, seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, we apologize. We're we're kind of muddying through the waters trying to get through this and figure it all out. But in the yeah. end, it'll be it'll be worth it because I mean the, the yeah. sky's the limit now because we're on on we're on SoundCloud. So. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing is is like he's saying the sky's the limit, and and we're not stopping here. We're not taking over the podcast world. We're taking over the Twitch world. We're going to YouTube. We got a camera coming soon. We're gonna do videos of us playing games so you can actually see the games we're playing. Yep. Watch us talking about it. You can see our, our beautiful mugs. Yep. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's big things are coming, so you better strap on your seatbelts and hang on yep. tight. And we're gonna take a small break and when we come back we're gonna talk Deuce is gonna tell me what he thought of the Evolve beta. And we're back. And of course, my name's Johnny, and I have Deuce here. This is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Oh man, I'll tell you. Speaking about Happy Hours, did I tell you about playing the Evolve beta? No, no. Tell me about it, Deuce. Man, it was awesome. It was a. It ran smooth, unlike what happened with the Alpha. But man, I, I pre-ordered it today. Literally, I've been playing it all weekend. I probably put in a good solid. Shit, I probably say I put in ten, twelve hours in the beta. And unlock some stuff, and I man, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, it looks good. Uh, I definitely, uh, if you're gonna be playing it, probably gonna be a game that I'm gonna be playing. because yeah. uh, it's although they have a single player uh, mode, they do with AI bots or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. I, I'm not exactly sure either. Basically, the way it standed to me is like you would play basically the equivalent of about like ten matches in a row, but depending on what happened in each match, things would change. Like there was objectives. So, and this is just me kind of pulling things out of my ass, but from what I'm reading and what it sounded like is like, okay, if the monster beats you the first round, well, maybe the next round you your weapons wouldn't recharge as fast or you would have less health or whatever. So it's kind of like pendulum swift of like, you know, whoever keeps winning the most, the pendulum will swim more in their favor. Um, and there's objectives and there more seems like a storyline. And that's why I was really excited with with the beta was that they actually you got to see a cinematic when it was alpha. It was just, OK, play. There was no backstory. But now they kind of give you the backstory. And once I'm hearing the backstory, I'm like, this is cool as shit. And not only that, it's not like there's because when you go in the game, there's four hunters. When the ship shows up, there's like 20 of them bitches in there. So it's like. There's a lot of different personalities, which is cool, but it's like, oh, it's not just the four or five of us and we're going to go kill this thing. It's like, no, we've got a small army of us because these things are bad motherfuckers. Oh, and yeah. Like, they ain't playing, so. Well, just to let people know what the basic premise is, is it's four players against one monster. Yeah. So in each of the four characters, you have different classes. So that's kind of what separates it. It's not just a random guy just point and shoot. You know, no. you have different ones. And go listen to our alpha uh, episode we did earlier, uh, kind of Kyle kind of breaks down more about what it's about. But this is for like I said, this is from Total Rock Studios, uh, the people that brought Left for Dead um, and Left for Dead Two, fantastic games. I had a great time playing online, uh, doing those. So I think Deuce, if you get this, I, I you know I think I'm gonna go ahead and pre-order it myself. I would, man, because if you pre-order it, you get an extra monster, an extra monster skin, and it seems like 
the good news is from everything I've read, the DLC isn't going to be new maps. Like, they're going to give you the new maps for free. The DLC is going to be monster packs, and it's going to be hunter packs, which I think personally is really cool. If you give me the map for free, and it's like, look, if you're tired of playing with those hunters and you want a new hunter, buy the hunter pack. Or, hey, if you're getting tired of these monsters, buy the new monster pack. But the other thing I liked is this. You know how I can get a little DLC crazy. You, not so much. If I buy all the DLC and you don't, we can still play together. Nice. Which, That's good. Exactly. Because it basically it's like, okay, well, Kyle can use the monsters he's bought and the hunters he's bought, but it doesn't throw a block on us. Because like when we play Call of Duty, if I've got a map pack and you don't, it throws a block on it us. It tells you, one of you yep. have not downloaded it all, and yep. you feel like an idiot. You're like, damn it, I don't have the money. One of you hasn't given us our $20, yeah. so uh, you can fuck off. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what it tells you. Exactly. So, yeah, and it doesn't do that. Basically, they're going to be like, look, you can go ahead and play. It's just you're going to have to play with the guys you've got, and I can play with the new ones I bought. But I think that's awesome because then it's you want to make a game easy easily accessible you want to make it to where everybody can play it and get on it together and especially if like let's say it wasn't the case i got it i'm like johnny i really love this game i love playing it and uh you know i bought these new dlcs and you're like i want to get it well if you get it and now you've got to buy like two dlc packs to play with me it's not really that easily accessible to you but since that's not going to matter it'll be easy to jump in and play the only thing that scares me about this whole deal is i think we're going to be waiting a while for left for dead 3 which I love the Left 4 Dead games, and that's the only thing that sucks. True. So wait, this is a jam-packed episode today on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And uh, just so I forgot to mention the link, the URL for our SoundCloud, it is soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. There is no other happy hour podcast on SoundCloud, which is crazy to hear. Yeah. So you can't mistake us with another podcast. Uh, as well as Deuce, we're on, um, we're on the Twitter machine. Twitter machine, yep. You can hit us up on the Twitter machine at... HH Podcast Show. Also, if you want to go on Facebook, you hit us up in the search bar. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We come up super easy. Throw us a like. Hell, throw us a follow on Twitter uh, and tweet at us, man. We we love getting we love, the we're getting we're getting this Twitter machine rolling and rolling, man. Yeah. We love it. And um, also, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash happy hour podcast. Mm -hmm. And where else? We're, oh, email. Send us a line because yeah. we, we want to do an eventual mailbag episode number yeah, two. We so. want to do part two of the mailbag, and we definitely want as many questions as, as you can send us to, to fill up our mailbag. That's so. hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And that's pretty much everywhere for now. We yeah. might be expanding horizons even more. So, well, in the future. We, and we got the vine. We got the vine. Oh, YouTube as well. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash happy hour. YouTube.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And uh, so, yeah, check us out on there. We have that awesome Wii U unboxing video as well. So, check it out. We'll be doing more on that very shortly. Yes. And as always, Deuce, there's not one but two hashtags that you want to type in on your social media of choice. What is one of the hashtags? HH Podcast Show. Another one is hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. See ya. Later. <laughs> <laughs>